a milling about with Patrick Stewart, starring in the new Stars television series, Blunt Talk. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Robin. This is such a great comedy. I have to ask you, Patrick, about the towel-whipping scene. How much fun is that? Are you, are you that? particularly into that kind of sadomasochistic uh, behavior? I mean, tell us if you are. You're in. You're. In. I like watching it. Okay, good. good. <laughs> That's a brave admission. Um, no, I have never been whipped with towels before. Although there was one particularly vicious elder pupil in my school who liked to have a go at the other kids with a wet towel. Um, but what a great idea! I mean, were you aware that you could le- leach the beat the alcoholic poisons out of your system by being beaten with a wet towel? No. And, what uh, you can learn on television—it's <laughs> amazing. Well, you know, I just recommend that you tune in weekly to Blunt Talk because I think you're going to have a lot of learning experiences, like the wet towel one. It's funny. And, and, and of course, using the dialogue. <clears throat> you know, I say don't. You're unclean, Major. You've been a naughty, naughty boy. Well, um, it's it's not just about uh, cleansing the body. There is a certain, I think, uh, sexual undertone, which is always pleasant to have, isn't it, in any kind of entertainment. You know what? It felt good. (laughs) (laughs) So is it true that this was your first post-coital scene ever? Not ever. What kind of life does he think I've led? (laughs) Perfectly normal sexual existence on camera. He left those words out. Yeah. First, I guess it's an indication of the kind of work I have done and the kind of work I have not done. Um, In fact, I got to play one pre-coital scene, or at least foreplay scene, and one post-coital scene. Which, luckily, fortunately for me, I got to play with the beautiful and brilliant Elizabeth Shue. So uh, it was uh, a lovely experience. But forgive me, you're so sexy. Why wouldn't you play that kind of thing? I don't get it. I don't know. I think the reason might be that I never get to the coital part of the scenes that I've been in before. You know, they're always bittersweet memories of things that might have been if everything had gone different. You know, you never see... I've never been in action, so to speak, very much as a character. Um, I was not considered a romantic actor in any way whatsoever for... I mean, forever. But maybe all that is about to change. I'll have Elizabeth put in a good word for me that I didn't screw up and... uh, Maybe there's be some fun and frolic in the future. How do you relate to Walter Blunt? The character is probably closer to Patrick Stewart than anything else I've done, largely because when Jonathan Ames and myself first met, our conversation was not about the constructing of a character or storylines or those individuals that would make up the, the centerpiece of blunt talk, but rather our own experiences. So for the first few times that we met in a coffee shop way down Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn, there should be a plaque one day outside that coffee shop. We talked about ourselves. We talked about our experiences, our lives, 
our interests and obsessions, the humiliations that we'd experienced, our romantic lives, and um, that kind of, for Jonathan anyway, because I didn't write a word of this, became, I think, his launch pad for who Walter Blunt became. Now, I heard a rumor that you named the character. Is that true? Well, Jonathan sent me an email. We did a lot of emailing, too. He sent me an email saying, look, we've got to stop calling this person he, him. We've got to have a name for him. Do you have any ideas about names? Any names that you're particularly attracted to? Or he told me how, when he created characters, he loved combining famous names together, you know, like Dylan Obama, you know. Um, That character doesn't exist, by the way. I just made that up. And I said, no, no, I'm not into names especially. I said, there's one name I've used for years, decades, which is my pseudonym I use. I check in the hotels or whatever. And uh, that's Walter Blunt, because the first named character that I ever played with the Royal Shakespeare Company back in 1966 was Sir Walter Blunt. <clears throat> I always liked the name. Um, and I got an email back instantly saying, that's perfect, Walter Blunt, because the show will be called Blunt Talk. And it was perfect. So he came into existence. Um, was this your song and dance debut? Have you ever done that before? Actually, several times, yeah. I did make one dancing movie, which was hardly seen, uh, in which I danced with Leslie Carroll. And for 23 years, I was married to a choreographer. So it's in my blood, yes. How did I look? You look great. Thank you. I love the choreography, actually. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. How did you acquire your rapping skills? Not bad, I must say. Um, I had lessons. Oh, yeah. And my wife is a singer, musician. And uh, the, um, her, her musical director and producer, and also her drummer, um, he gave me lessons. Uh, he is a big rap fan. I am not, especially. But um, uh, the, 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 the most important thing that he said to me was, don't learn all the lyrics because very often when people listen to rap they don't they don't just go like uh, with a conventional song but there are phrases that pop out that you want to repeat and and i am told it gives an authenticity to that experience i enjoyed doing it immensely driving down hollywood boulevard in a vintage jaguar rapping with my hands not on the steering wheel was um was a lovely experience so you could throw down a rhyme right now um well I could, but the reason for that would not be my experience as a rapper, but my experience working with the Improvised Shakespeare Company, a brilliant group out of Chicago, Um, Second City alumni, and they invited me to join them uh, a couple of years ago, and I've done maybe a dozen shows with them now. Whenever we're in the same town and I'm free, uh, their lovely arrangement is I just show up at the theater and I'm in the show. Because it's improvisation, so they taught me how to do rhyming couplets, which is not quite the same as rhyming in rap. But um, you give me a word. Salmon. My favorite meal in all the world, other than ham and eggs, 
would be to sit down to a delicious, succulent plate of salmon. Speaking of music, I have to ask you, what the, are the privileges of being in the Taylor Swift squad? Well, um, that's down the road. Uh, Sarah Ian McKellen and I are looking forward <clears throat> to investigating those possibilities. But uh, I tweeted a little something I, I, I hope Taylor approved of. Um, uh, because that so far is the closest that I've got to actually being in her company. But we shall see. She's coming to Los Angeles and maybe we can make a connection there. She's fabulous. So what did you think about your physical comedy in this? I've always been frightened of it. I didn't think I could do it. I've always been more of a, a language person. But m my first comic heroes were Laurel and Hardy. And their physical comedy was exquisite. We pay homage to Stan and Ollie because we do have a scene where we carry a piano up a flight of stairs. And that's a reference to their, their legendary short movie. Um, so when I saw that scene in the bathroom, in the airport bathroom, oh, I was scared because I, I just felt I, this is not stuff that I do. I can't do physical gags and, and working with props. It's not my experience. But Jonathan Ames had written in detail every piece of action of that. I didn't have to improvise or make it up. I just followed Jonathan's stage directions very, very closely and tried to make the scene just as serious as possible, uh, with no eye on humor at all. And um, I have to say, when I watch it, it makes me laugh. I, I think it's silly and funny. And the, the great source of that humor is that almost everybody has had that experience. We all know what it's like to be fumbling with those, those fragile seat covers, and they're so hard to use. You know, the taps that don't work and the soap dispensers that don't work. I know just today I was in the bathroom in this hotel thinking the same exact thing. What a fun surprise that Brent Spiner has a cameo in this. How did that come about? Seth one night kind of um, gate crashed a dinner that we were having uh, in, in the Tower Bar with Brent Jonathan Frakes, LaVar Burton, Michael Dorn, and myself. In fact, the five guys from Next Generation. And it was only then that I finally came to understand why I'd had this long relationship with Seth MacFarlane. He is a Star Trek nerd. He knows the names of the episodes. A man with his reputation and, uh, and significance in show business, he sat there just open mouths with awe that he was sharing a table with his heroes from the Starship Enterprise. So, um, you know, Jonathan said, I want to use these guys. And thing, and I said, well, that might be awkward. And, you know, we don't want to look as though we're being cute. I hate cute in, in performance. And, and it might also look as though we're desperate. We're trying to get people interested in the show for other reasons. But um, the idea of using Brent as the pianist, was in part mine because Brent has a wonderful singing voice. And I hope that before the series is too much older, we will see him playing that piano and singing as well. So what other talents will we see from Patrick Stewart in Blunt Talk? 
I am loving being a presenter. When a scene comes up, when I can walk onto, into that studio, which is a very authentic feeling studio, and sit behind my desk and prepare to uh, talk to camera. Good evening and welcome to Blunt Talk. It feels so good. I am, I'm a news junkie. So I am obsessed with programs like that. I watch everything. Even when I'm abroad, I turn on foreign news television that, that I, I can't understand a word that's being said. But I love watching these people. So in a way, I feel I've been preparing all my life to sit behind a desk. I hope at some point we will find a way of having real interviews. I mean unscripted interviews with politicians, celebrities, sportsmen, but it's my own personal little ambition that I might get to do some serious interview. I've already got one tentative agreement to do this from Secretary Albright, uh, who is a hero of mine, and she's also a Star Trek fan. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've been good friends for quite a long time, and I think it would be wonderful if Secretary Albright would agree to be to be interviewed on Blunt Talk. Okay, thank you very much. Nice to see you. You too. You're very welcome. That was great fun. Have a great day. Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. To you. To you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.